0: welcome all to the sales business and leadership lab podcast with me ronnie perez in this series we're going to cover mcdp1 warfighting what can we learn from the marine corps preeminent manual on warfighting how can we apply these lessons to business to leadership, to sales? Let's find out together. I have a lot of these manuals, I have a lot of these books about leadership, um, war fighting, and and they're really interesting. And I have always made the correlation between some of these things and business, sales, leadership, right? What you can do when it comes to taking some of these examples uh, of really smart, intelligent, topics and relating them to business right not always you'll notice not always uh is it true that the more aggressive uh tactics work in business sometimes it's a mixture but sometimes some of these things and to my surprise i was going into this manual thinking great the war fighting manual is going to be all about you know fighting and crushing your enemy yeah it's in there but there's a lot of things in here that are about planning that are about Predictions that are about speed, power, focus. How to how to use strategy, right? The levels of conflict, and and I said, man, there are so many lessons here for business. So let's dive right in. One of the things it says here about war is that war is a struggle between two hostile factions competing for some kind of some kind of political interest or or something that may have political consequences. I thought, wow, that is pretty much a business. You know, there are areas of competition, areas of business, domains, markets, industries that are competing with one another. You know, if you own a lawn care business, Uh, you're competing against other lawn care businesses right to to achieve you know victory in that market right winter garden orlando you know texas whatever it is only has a certain number of lawns and you have a certain amount of clients right so when it comes to this you're competing in a way so one of the things it says is that you know the objective in war is to impose your will on the enemy and to target specific centers of gravity for that so One thing I thought about there is, well, listen, if I am a competitor of, you know, in this same example, a lawn care business, um, you know, I'm a competitor in this field. How do I gain a certain competitive advantage or take a competitive advantage away from my competitor? Right. And there's another manual that we'll talk about competing. But in this case, we're talking about ways to gain, you know, some kind of advantage, is it that you offer mobile online scheduling? Is it that you're offering a certain product the other person isn't offering? So in my business, real estate, I think, man, how can I offer something in a better way, a cheaper way, a more effective way? And, and I think when you do that, it kind of goes back to this concept of of imposing your will and, and kind of gaining some kind of uh, advantage, right? Which is what they define you know, as war. One thing it says on, on, you know, as you move through this, uh, it says friction, right? Portrayed as a clash between two opposing wills, war appears a simple enterprise. In practice, the conduct of war becomes extremely difficult because of the countless factors that impinge on it. These factors collectively have been referred to as friction, which Clausewitz describes as the force that makes the apparent easy so difficult so think about that in your business in your area right of of competition whatever it is there's always going to be factors that you can't foresee that make things difficult so business is pretty straightforward right you have a product you have costs you have employees you have this you have overhead how much money you make how much money goes out that part is easy calculating that kind of stuff but then something like hurricane ian happens and that throws your entire business into disarray the war with russia and ukraine that comes in and now you have a change in market pricing a change in in that kind of thing right uh, supply chains logistics right you have for example covid now if you had a if you were in a service industry now you've got to shut down now you've got to you know the government's imposing regulations on how you conduct your business so there is a natural friction right that occurs in business that you may not be able to foresee but the good thing is is that you can predict and plan for it and maybe i'm getting ahead of myself here but when it comes to the friction piece i know that i'm going to have certain stressors on my business i wonder how much i can plan and predict for those stressors and get a plan of action into play one thing i think about when it comes to that is adaptation right is if you have a business where you know you have to do showings in real estate or you have to show the client the car at the car dealership whatever the case is well you may have to do virtual showings you may have to have appointments i mean you may have to get a little bit creative on how you're going to compa- uh, you know, get that advantage so that's one thing that that is interesting here about friction and how to overcome it one thing as well it, they mention here training you can overcome friction with training. And I, I love the training piece because it's part of my you know, career in the military is training you know, medics and, and infantrymen and stuff like that on tactical medicine, um, tra- then training real estate agents, right? Training salespeople. Um, but training, dude, if you've got a good training program and people are you know, conducting it properly and learning, you're gonna be able to handle friction a little better another attribute of war is uncertainty we may argue that uncertainty is just one of many sources of friction but because it is all such a pervasive trait of war we will treat it slightly all actions in war take place in an atmosphere of uncertainty or the fog of war uncertainty pervades battle in the form of unknowns about the enemy about the environment and even about the friendly situation. While we must try to reduce these unknowns by gathering information, we must realize that we cannot eliminate them or even come close. The very nature of war, I'm going to say business, the very nature of business makes uncertainty impossible. All actions in war will be based on incomplete, inaccurate, or even contradictory information. How cool is that, that... The the Marines here are pretty much saying, hey, in any environment, you're going to have uncertainty. You're going to have the fog of war, right? You're not going to know. So let's think about that when it comes to business. When it comes to running a business, there are some things with your competitors that you're just not going to know. What are they getting their product for? How are they selling their product? What is their advertising or marketing campaign? How much are they spending on social media engagement? Where should I spend my money? What's my big return? What leads make sense for me? It's a lot of uncertainty. You know, I may buy a leads package valued at, you know, six thousand dollars a month to a vendor. What's my return? Well, I'm not gonna know until I execute. So that's a kind of a leap of faith there. So there are some uncertainty in business that we may get to, and you can't eliminate these things. You can't eliminate those pieces when it comes to your business. So you gotta think about what is probable, what is standard, how do I foresee and forecast in the future some of these items. So interesting that that we're talking about uncertainty because those things really are true in the military as well as in uh, business by its nature uncertainty invariably involves the estimation and acceptance of risk risk is inherent in war and is involved in every mission risk is equally common to action and inaction so hey there's a risk to acting and there's a risk to staying still right and you know of inaction and that may be part of what we think about in business when it comes to, for example, not acting when a market is hot, or when it's time to to buy certain supply that may be now undervalued, or or to maybe jump into the rental uh, investment property game. You know, maybe if you said 2016, investment rental properties nice and low, right? Low property values, low interest rates, and now 2022 appreciation higher interest rates maybe not the best time to buy investment properties you know because because of the market so you can still find those deals though just saying um but yeah there's a little risk of inaction right your your window of opportunity has decreased right so i think it's really cool when it talks about you know risk and it says risk maybe related to gain greater potential gain often requires greater potential risk so yeah, risk is a big factor here, you know, in warfighting, as well as in business. You know, you may have an ability to take more risk. Uh, depends on the kind of person you are and how much leverage you have, and and really how much you want to uh, put yourself in that position. One thing really interesting as well is fluidity, being flexible. Like again, back to the manual. Like friction, the uncertainty, fluidity, is an important attribute of war. Each episode in war is the temporary result of a unique combination of circumstances, presenting a unique set of problems, and requiring an original solution. Nevertheless, no episode can be viewed in isolation. Rather, each episode merges with those following to precede it and moving forward. That's interesting because it's kind of saying, you know, whatever outcome is happening in war or, you know, in, in whatever business it is, um, it's a result of what happened prior and, and, and somehow impacting what will happen in the future. Right. So every situation in a way has a bit of, of fluidity and uncertainty. You know, um, one here thing that says really interesting is military forces will mass to concentrate combat power against the enemy. However, this massing will also make them vulnerable to the effects of enemy fires, and they will find it necessary to disperse. Another competitive rhythm will develop, disperse, concentrate, disperse again, as each belligerent tries to concentrate combat power temporarily while limiting the vulnerability to the enemy combat power. Again, the fluidity. What it's talking about is a movement, moving, Changing strategy, changing, you know, changing the massing of your forces. One thing you can relate that to is sales by a a type of market, right? If you have a neighborhood that's a new construction neighborhood where most people are buying, you're not going to want to go in there and say, hey, you want to sell your house? Because they just bought. They have not built up any equity. They maybe are still in the honeymoon phase of their house. They love their house. They're not going to sell it. But if you go to a neighborhood where perhaps they've been there for 20, 30 years, um, there's a lot of shifting demographics in that neighborhood. I mean, a new school opened up or a new amenity, a new you know, Walmart or Target, whatever the case is. Property values have gone up and there's a nicer neighborhood maybe like 10 minutes away. That's a prime area to solicit listings. Why? People live there for a while. A mark, the price has gone up since they bought new things have come to the area raising the price oh and by the way there's a beautiful new place to move for the new next best thing that may be a better neighborhood to solicit listings right so when you're talking about business always be observing whatever it is uh, marketer or domain you're in observe that and say hey how has the market shifted and how can i change my approach again we're talking about you know fluidity how can i change my approach to be more fluid how can I concentrate all of my, in this case, combat power in the business world, how can I concentrate my energy and attention to a certain area to be able to capitalize on that area, right? If I'm selling you know, a certain product, what's the best place that product will be sold, right? And how can I capture that specific demographic? So first find that demographic and then create a plan to try to engage that demographic, one other interesting topic here disorder in an environment of friction uncertainty and fluidity war gravitates naturally towards disorder like the other attributes of war disorder is an inherent characteristic of war we can never eliminate it in the heat of battle plans will go awry instruction and information will be unclear and miss interpreted communications will fail and mistakes and unforeseen events will be commonplace. This is precisely natural disorder which creates the conditions right for exploitation by an opportunistic will. That's actually really interesting because you need to plan for disorder, plan for these things in your business. If you have a business or you have a organization that you're leading where Communications are given. Maybe you're scheduling routes for uh, supply. Maybe you're working in a retail store with changing products. Maybe you're managing people across a large area, right? Scheduling these things, you know, you're gonna have to take into effect. Hey, what if I can't communicate with my staff? What if I can't pass instructions along? What if my instructions become garbled or, or not get relayed? So you really need to plan for this kind of thing because in the case of disorder, it can really affect your, your operations and business, right? Join us next week as we cover more from the U.S. Marine Corps manual MCDP-1 warfighting, where we're relating, th- literally, the Marine Corps' preeminent manual on warfighting. Uh, we're relating that to business, sales, and leadership. So join us next week for more. As these series continue, we're going to cover other topics. So I hope you guys enjoy it.